0: Hello, hello, my friends, my family, my community, my tribe. Welcome to the Hippie Moms Podcast. Welcome back. Um, Today we are going to be talking about gut health because you know what? Gut health is muy importante. It's very important, my friends. And if you've been listening to the, a lot of the podcasts with the, even the guests and even earlier podcasts when I just began podcasting, you know, everyone talks about gut health. I even had a whole series of podcasts about gut health. You can look at those earlier on in, in, in um, what's been published already. But what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about the gut and then I want to go over four weird things and things that maybe you don't even know impact your gut. That are super kind of, you know, rather than a probiotic or, um, you know, eating kimchi or sauerkraut. You know, things that we just don't realize that are actually really good for us. And the gut is so complex, okay? Our whole digestive system is enormous. And it really is bringing the outside to the insides, And so if we are unable to digest or assimilate foods, it's going to be really hard for our cells to regenerate and to heal. And there are some things, um, I saw this meme the other day on, um, I can't remember, but I saw it, but it says, we can eat the healthiest meals and take the best supplements But as long as the nervous system is stuck in fight or flight, we will not assimilate our food well or heal from chronic illness. Our bodies need to be in the rest and digest state to recover and to digest. I mean, we really, so many of us, especially moms, are in that state where we are constantly in the fight or flight. Now, I'm gonna give you an example. Yesterday, picked up my kids from school, I came home, I do what I always do after school, right? I feed the dogs, you know, we get the lunch, the boys unpack their lunches, they have community service, I'm like getting the dishes done and everything prepared for dinner, you know? And usually after I get that that kind of that time done of the day, I have to go sit down. And every time that I sit my butt down, guess what I realize? That I'm in the fight or flight. My heart is racing. I'm kind of out of touch with my body. So for me, going and sitting down around 4.30, you know, 5 o'clock is vital for me to show up in the afternoon and in the evening for my family, because if I don't, then I'm in that state of stress and I'm more reactive. I'm not as present and everything seems overwhelming. Um, I was at a women's circle uh, this past weekend, and I was paired up with a woman in one of the um, kind of activities we were doing. And we just started laughing about dinner. (laughs) How, uh, I don't know about you, but that is my least favorite meal of the day because it's later in the day. You know, everyone's had a long day. People are hungry. The kids get hungry. They want snacks. I'm trying to like fend them off and like say, no, no snacks. We have to wait to eat you know, trying to get it all prepared. And I just, I get in that like stress mode and I, and I hate it, you know? And so for me going and sitting down, right. Cause everyone always has to have dinner. Like, and it's always, you're always making food. It's always has to happen just like breakfast and lunch. But I don't know, dinner to me is kind of the meal at the end of the day where sometimes I feel so creative and excited to like be in the kitchen and other days I loathe it. I just get so overwhelmed by all the things that I need to do. And I know that if I'm in overwhelmment, I am in fight or flight. And so for me, that's a message to me to stop and to go sit down. I have this little back patio that's by my garden and I just sit there, I breathe, I have my little kombucha or just some water and I just put my left hand on my heart and my right hand on my belly. And I sit and just take some breaths. This simple thing is the most powerful thing I can do for myself. Because if I keep operating in that overwhelmed state, it doesn't serve anyone. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve my body. It doesn't serve my kids, my husband. It doesn't serve anything. Because mothers truly are, I believe, the space holders of the family and the home. We are the ones that are kind of like the bumpers on the, um, if you were to have bumpers on the, you know, the bowling alley where you roll the ball and everything's going crazy and you're you're kind of there guiding and, and maneuvering and moving and, you know, and you're always, you know, creating space in your home. And whether it's filled with stress, or it's filled with spaciousness. It just depends on where we're at mentally. This is why I talk so much about self-care and really prioritizing it for mothers because it truly impacts our entire family, the way that we show up. It's a big responsibility and sometimes it sucks. Sometimes I don't wanna show up. I'll be honest, sometimes I don't like being a mom and having all the responsibilities. And doing all the things and especially don't really like it and I find myself more in that resistance and that stickiness but right before my cycle and so what I've realized is just to become more aware of when it comes up and take extra care of myself you know in the evening like last night I just luxuriated in the shower And I just, you know, nourished my skin with essential oils and I washed my hair and I shaved my legs and I, you know, did a mask and I exfoliated. It just felt so good to take care of me. It felt so good. And you know what? It was 30 minutes, you guys. I did all that in 30 minutes. And it wasn't this rush thing. It just felt good. Okay, so we're going to come back to gut health. But what I'm trying to get at here is the number one thing that impacts our gut health is the state of being that we exist in most of the time. If we're in constant fight or flight or stress, our gut is never going to have the opportunity to heal no matter the, how great a food you eat or the best supplements you take or all the things you do, it, don't, it won't matter. Because if your body is stressed, it's not going to digest. It, that is not priority. The priority is to fight off the stress. Whatever that is. And I'm sure you've heard this a billion of times because I have, and I honestly get sick of hearing it. But we, our body believes that there's like a bear, a lion, something that is like attacking us. And then when and if that was to happen, we would get this surge of energy and cortisol and epinephrine and norepinephrine and all these hormones to help us You know, fight off what we need to fight or run as fast as our butts can so that we can survive. And then it goes, and then once we're safe, it goes back into the rest and digest. But what happens now is we're constantly in this state of perceived threat. And whether that is the basket of laundry that's been there for three days, the big thing of dishes, the kids are fighting. You know, you're just, you're tired. You haven't taken care of yourself. You know, all these things add up. And if we exist in this place, mamas, there's nothing we can do to become healthier except take care of our mental, emotional, and physical well-being. We have to slow down. We have to take deep breaths. We have to sit in stillness. We have to give our body an opportunity and a moment to know that it's safe. And I guarantee you, and this is what I do when I sit on that back patio, I sit and I notice and I tell myself, you're so safe, you're so safe in this body. And I just breathe and I connect and I feel my feet on the earth and I just ground down, come back into your body. So many of us, we exist outside Of our body in the mind and we forget the body we forget the the messages of the body the emotions in the body the feelings and the more and more you can connect to the body and the messages that it's giving the more grounded you will feel and this is so related to gut health because I really believe that getting that being healthy is very fucking complicated And overwhelming because there's so much information out there and everyone has the best five tips to do this, seven tips to do that. Just like my four things that I'm going to share with you that are different than what you've probably been hearing out there. Because that's what I'm trying to do is bring you something different than giving you all these, you know, checklists to do. Because that's going to cause you more stress. It's going to give you more things to do. You're going to be like, oh, I need to buy this. Now I buy that. And I'll tell you what, I went through a stage where I bought everything that I thought was going to be the answer to my health. Everything. If it was a powder, if it was a supplement, it was this and that, everything. Let me tell you, nothing fucking is going to be the answer. Nothing. Nothing. And what happens is we give so much power outside of us to these influencers, to our doctors that we forget that our body is the most wise and the most intelligent universe, uh, creature, uh, being that we have, it's always going to communicate to us. But the thing is, we're so disconnected from it, we don't listen. So if you really wanna get your gut in check, start listening to your body, slow down exist more in rest and digest and not in fight or flight and I and I understand if you're a mom especially with young kids you're like oh great thanks for the advice that really helps I totally understand okay I I'm I I get it you know my kids are eight and ten so it's a I went it's different easier you know all, all the stages and phases and Um, have its challenges and it has its benefits and all the things there's always going to be pros and cons to everything but I get when your kids are young and they're so reliant upon you and you just don't have space in your life um, to really take care of you I, I, I so get that and we need to ask for help we need to stop trying to do it all on our own we need to lower our expectations of all the things we have to get done in the day day, and navigate those resources and time towards us, towards taking care of ourselves. That's where you're really going to benefit. So as much as I love learning about gut health and all of the things that we can do, I don't believe they truly serve us at all unless you really come to that rest and digest and you're able to slow down and become and get it back into your body i really don't think any of it's any of it's helpful Um, because you get all this information and then what for for so much i'd get so much information and i wouldn't implement or integrate anything and then i would be stressed about that (laughs) right so what i do is i just close it down i don't i don't search anymore there's nothing to search for seek within yourself you gotta be a seeker not a searcher. Although that sounds super, they're, they're, they're the same, they're synonymous. In, in my perspective, seeking is going within, seeking inside of yourself. Searching is going outside. And because it's so overwhelming and there's so many things we feel like we should be doing, what happens is we get overwhelmed. We don't do anything. And then we stay stuck, right? And what's the definition of insanity? doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So if you're gonna start anywhere on your journey to gut health and to truly being healthier, you've got to look within and be connected with your body. Get in your body, because you are so safe to feel everything that you're feeling. It's all in the mind. And when we really start to witness the mind, because you're not the mind, the mind's a tool. It's a beautiful, brilliant tool, but it's not you. Now, I'm going to go into this real quick and then we're going to go into um, talking more about gut help, but this is so vital. When I first started reading The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, it's such a great book. It was one of my first kind of like spiritual books that really, and you don't have to say it's spiritual, it's just, it's a way to become, to help us understand more deeply how to be more present in our lives because when we are present there's nothing wrong presence is powerful presence is the willingness to be in the moment and to explore life in the here and now because this this is where it happens the past is we live in the memory of the mind the future is we live in the imagination of the mind but we're not the mind. So Eckhart Tolle gives this example, which was really a really kind of woke me up and gave me an aha moment. Highly recommend the book, but I'm just going to kind of walk through what I remember about this exercise. And it was just to find stillness, to close your eyes, and then just wait until the first thought comes into the mind. Just wait until the thought comes in to the mind. And you Wait. And what was so interesting is I waited and I was like waiting for a long time. Like, what's the thought? And then then the thought was, well, is a thought coming? Well, that was a thought. But who's witnessing the thought? Who is the one waiting for the thought? That's you. That's spaciousness. That's the presence. That's the soul. That's the spirit, whatever you want to call it. That's you. So the more that we can move away from identifying and attaching to the mind and all of its stories and thoughts and memories and imaginations, the more we can see it as kind of humorous, kind of silly. You know, it's needy, it's clingy, it attaches to things, it controls. And we can become more, create more space in our lives to become The witness of our experience, rather than be so immersed in our experience, we think that we are that. I hope that makes sense. So how does this relate to gut health? It is so related to gut health, because if we constantly think that we are our mind, our stories, our imagination, and our memories, then we're going to be in a constant fight or flight, because we're going to be living in ego. We're going to be living in the identification of the mind and that causes suffering. And if you're suffering, you're stressed and your body's stressed and it's constantly creating, you know, messages and, and signals that you're not safe, it's never going to create a homeostasis, a balanced environment for you to heal. And we can only heal in the present moment. And we can heal when we sleep we can regenerate, we can clean, but what and and, and 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 kind of you know kind of clean up from the day before. But think about how much more restorative our sleep would be if we could actually do the healing during the day as well and cause less things for our body to have to clean up at night so that it can really restore and regenerate to a whole new level. And I guarantee you're gonna be sleeping better as you bring your mind and your body into a more calm, the rest and digest state, which is the parasympathetic state. Maybe you resonate with that. It's a state of relaxation. That's where we heal. That's where we, our body says, oh, ah, okay, here I am. All right, I'm safe. So now I can take care of business, right? Important business. So I, I, as we talk about gut health and we talk about clean eating and we talk about doing all the things, I have found that all of that can cause stress in some way because we seem to feel overwhelmed. So if we really want to integrate and implement things in our life that are gonna benefit our gut health, we must get into the present. We must get into that rest and digest state overall. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I wanna talk in and, and share these four things that are so absolutely incredible for our gut that, that isn't really talked about, I don't think, as much. You know, we, we hear a lot about eating fiber, eating clean, eating lots of fruits and vegetables and clean meats, you know, fish oils, healthy fats, okay? We hear about all that. Supplements, probiotics, right? Prebiotics, postbiotics, We hear about all these things and there's so many, so much, many products out there now that's like probiotics. Like I think I saw toothpaste with a probiotic and like, you know, it's just companies trying to, again, use these trends to sell things. And we get so caught up by the marketing and people selling things that we, we kind of miss the boat. And even if we take all these things, if our body is not able to assimilate and digest them, you're just wasting your money. And I'm over-wasting my money. I've already done that. And what I'm hoping to do is pass this information on so you don't have to waste your money. You can really focus on what's most important. Because I always thought what I do, what I'm doing is most important, but really it's how you're being is the utmost importance. So the first thing I really want to share um, that I have integrated into my life that is so good for the gut is mindful eating. Now, stay with me here. I know this isn't weird, but I really don't hear it talked about a lot with a lot of um, influencers and you know a lot of these gut health experts, how vital it is to mindful eat. Now, I was raised in a family where we sat in front of the TV at the dinner table, we always had dinner. And most of the time, the TV was on. And we would literally stuff our face. We would eat our meal within, you know, 5, 10 minutes. And I've carried this way of eating for a very long time. And when I'm unconscious or stuck in the subconscious, that's how I eat. Because that's just how I was raised. And so mindful eating was extremely hard for me. Very hard. It was very hard for me to slow down and to eat in a way that um, that my body that to prepare your body to eat. Now, I really want you to think about eating as this very sacred thing. Something that we do all the time but we just don't give it any appreciation. And what I have now instilled and I'm going to go a little bit deeper in here, I hope not too deep, but but where I am now is first I just began to take three deep breaths. That's where I began. Okay, so that's where you can begin. You can just sit down. Take three deep breaths. Center yourself, ground yourself, get into your body. Notice your hunger. And then what's so beautiful is when I would take the three breaths and then you look at your food and you see it and you smell it, guess what starts to happen? You start to produce saliva. You know what's so amazing about the saliva? It has enzymes, the most perfect enzymes for you to digest your food with, the food that you are there to eat. Your brain creates these beautiful chemicals to help you digest the very food that you're going to be eating and to digest the type of food you're going to eat. So the way that you smell, your, your brain says, oh, we're eating, we're eating protein, we're eating this, we're eating that. It knows. Now, to take it a step further, when you're sitting there, you're breathing, give gratitude. Look at your food. I want you to think about all the people, all the places, and all the things that had to conspire in order to get that plate of food to you. Even your efforts. Be in awe of Your effort's going to grocery shop and prep and plan and cook and then eat and clean. It's so much goes in to bringing the food to your table. And we're so great. I mean, I'm so grateful that I get to eat this beautiful food. And so... Taking a moment, and this is why I believe prayer before meals is so incredible. It's bringing awareness and gratitude. And you know what that energy does? It goes into your food and it becomes you. Now, I wasn't planning to share this, but you know what? I'm kind of tired of playing small and not going deep and sharing really what I do every day. Because I think sometimes I'm like, it's just too much or people are going to judge me. But I, don't, I, I just don't care. So I'm gonna share my prayer over my food with you. Are you ready for this? So I take my deep breath, I look at my food, I smell it, I can feel the saliva start. And I just put my hands right above my food and I close my eyes and I say, God, source creator, thank you for all the people, all the things In all the places that exists to conspire to bring this beautiful food to my table. I am so grateful for this nourishment. I ask that this food nourishes every cell, that I can extract all the goodness from this beautiful food and all that doesn't serve me easily and effortlessly moves through my body, and I hold my hands over it, and I say, thank you, I love you, I trust and honor you, and all of the things and people and places that conspired to bring this food before me, and then I look at it, and I say, amen, so be it, however you want to do it, it is taking this moment and truly being in love and present with what you're about to eat, life-changing okay? Now, it took a lot for me to get there to stop. Even when I have friends over, I do it now. I don't even care. Because I cannot tell you how much better the food tastes, right? But it also, it feels better. I feel like I'm digesting. And when I used to get bloated or gassy, I don't anymore. No matter what I eat or my kids eat, which we are not perfect by any means, Um, very imperfect around what we eat and and being, you know, I'm over being super obsessed about eating perfectly because the stress that is caused by that perspective is more toxic than whatever we're eating. And so I bless my children's food and their lunches and their breakfasts, And it's not like I'm sitting there blessing food all day. It takes a moment. It just takes an awareness and an intention of gratitude. Now, of course, there's times where I'm frustrated or I'm, you know, PMSy, you know, pre-cycle, and I'm just I'm not I'm not in the mood. And you know what? It's not about again being perfect, but it's what are you doing most of the time? So even if you can just take three deep breaths, start there. If you can take three deep breaths and look at your food and smell it and and really like sense the food and start to salivate then eat awesome do that and if you can do all that and give gratitude for the food that is at your table boom okay you do the steps that but it took it took me a while just to be aware like okay now i'm eating before it's like you know stuff in my face so mindful eating and if you want to go further once you eat the food chew it chew it okay that's what the teeth are for and when we chew we create even more saliva and more digestive enzymes that are specifically created by the body to digest the specific food that we're eating it's the the body is so intelligent it's so magnificent but we just kind of skip by it and we don't really know its power. So I'm here to transfer this information to you, to transmit this information so that you know how powerful your body is and you can start to, um, start to activate it, right? Start to use these codes and these ways to activate the body in a way that's going to help you eat and digest the food that you're, that you're consuming. Digest and assimilate the nutrients in the food that you're eating. Okay, so that's it. Okay, number two, are you ready? Do not drink cold water or cold drinks while you eat. Okay, this is kind of a big one. Maybe it's not that weird, but I don't know about you, but I always grew up drinking like ice water or ice something cold when I ate. Now, there's one thing I want to really... Um, hone in on here is the stomach and the stomach I want you to think about is a fire and you want that fire hot before you eat because the fire burns the wood and that's 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 the food that's the fuel that's the energy that gets burned but every time you drink cold drinks you put out that fire and we want the stomach acidy Specifically, you don't want to be drinking alkaline water while you eat, because that's bringing the body into an alkaline. We want it very acidic. This is why um, kind of another tip, before you eat, we want to really build up that fire. You want to stoke the fire. So things like taking Swedish bitters, you know um, uh, 15 to 20 minutes before you eat eating a little bit of sauerkraut or something kind of sour and pungent, like ACV as well, apple cider vinegar with the mother in it, could actually help stoke the fire and get the body ready to digest the food. Now, so many of us have acid reflux, which this is of the biggest myth about acid reflux is that you have too much acid. Actually, the majority of the population doesn't have enough acid in their stomach. So what happens is they don't have enough acid, Their fire is not stoked. It's not even turned on. So all the food gets in that stomach and sits there and ferments. And the acid that is in there creeps to the top and up to the esophagus. So you still get acid in there, but it's not because you have too much. It's because you have too little. And your food is not being broken down, assimilated, and digested. So the point to don't drink cold water while you eat kind of comes with a lot of things. We want to keep the fire stoked. So if you're going to drink something, drink something, you know, lukewarm or room temperature, I know it's not as refreshing. I get it. Um, but it is what it is. This is just the truth and what I true, believe is the truth. If you want to continue drinking drink cold water, that's fine. I stopped drinking cold water and water really in the window about an hour before and an hour after I eat to keep the fire stoked and hot. And I feel so much better. I feel less bloated. I feel like my body's just using more of the food that I'm eating. Um, if you're seeing a lot of undigested food in your stool, um, that's a big sign that you're not digesting food. So that's something to pay attention to. So these little things that I'm telling you are going to help with that. You don't always need to do these huge cleanses or these detoxes or you know this whole gut reset. You know, really, we need to look at the foundations of digestion at the end of the day. And if you're not doing that, no supplement or probiotic is going to work. I think I've kind of kicked the dead horse about that too many times, but I'm really trying to convey some things because I want you to stop wasting your money on all these things that don't fucking matter if you're not doing the the basics. All right. Um, Number three. Okay. I love this one, you guys. This is one that I use a lot and it does, this is definitely, we're getting kind of weird on this one. Humming. Humming. Humming is so good for you and your gut. Did you know that your voice is attuned perfectly to help your body heal? It is the exact vibration that your cells love. Is that kind of woo woo for you? That's okay. You can sit in it, take it or leave it. I really don't care. But here's the thing. The vagus nerve is directly tied to the health of your gut. So the vagus nerve is this nerve that connects your gut and your brain, and it goes along the nervous system. It is, it is the most beautiful and incredible, one of the most incredible nerves in the system. So a couple other facts about it is it's actually the longest nerve in the body. Um, and like I said, it, it starts in the brainstem, and it extends down into the abdomen or the gut. And basically, it receives information and monitors information about the function of the heart, the lungs, and other internal organs so you can focus on other things, all right? Let's do it, it's a big job for you. And what it, really its job is to orchestrate bodily responses to keep you safe, warm, out of danger, um, you know, and basically, with, without you even knowing, your brain scans the environment and cues of danger, right? So that we, we, can, we can self-preserve because we're, we're here to live. And here's the thing with this is it is such, it is a major pathway of the parasympathetic nervous system. Ding, 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 right? Now, it also works with the sympathetic nervous system. That's the stress system. And the parasympathetic is the rest and digest and base and it basically constitutes the autonomic nervous system so that's the system in our body that does all the things it breathes it beats our heart all of the things that that happen in the body that we don't need to know about because we're focusing on our life and our and our and all of our things so it is so important because it flows both to and from the brain and it's, I think you can really think of it as a major mind-body highway. Um, and this is why we really, really want to take care of it because it is so important to our health and um, it, it's always communicating with the gut and the brain, okay? So this is what we know and science has told us that the state of our gut greatly impacts our brain our gut is like our second brain, right? It is complex, it is beautiful, but it's truly impacting the way that we feel about ourselves. And so how we can so beautifully um, help our vagus nerve is to hum, okay? And humming is so good for it because the vagus nerve is connected to our vocal cords. The muscles at the back of our throat, and it passes through our inner ear. So humming or singing, just calm, soothing sounds, right, vibrate and stimu- stimulate stimulate the vagus nerve. Okay, this is why doing um, right, or hm, or singing. Using the vocal cords is such a simple practice, and it tones. It tones and stimulates the vagus nerve. Now, one of the things that I realized, um, uh, I would say a year or two years ago, is how humming and oming can actually help heal your th- if you have any throat issues. So I, was, I had a really uh, <clears throat> bad sore throat a couple years ago, And for 30 minutes, I sat and I hummed. I swear on my life. I felt so much better. I thought I was going down. I thought I had strep. And I just hummed. Mm, And I got really deep. Mm, Really high. And I just kind of found that sticky point, that kind of like static point so low. And I just brought, um, brought toning to it. And I felt so much better. So... I know this is a little woo woo, but because our vocal cords are connected directly to our vagus nerve, it can tone and stimulate it, which is extremely good for the gut. So if you find yourself in the shower and you're singing, you're doing it. But if you never use your, your humming, your voice, your throat chakra, your power center, Right there, which a lot of us women don't, actually, because it, for a lot of us, it can feel very closed off because we don't speak our truth. You hear me on that? I, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. I hold back a lot, my truth. <clears throat> so if you want to just start taking small steps, find some humming. I do it in the car. And you know what's really interesting is I just find myself humming in uh, subconsciously. Like, I just find myself in the middle of, you know, making dinner humming. And I believe that's my subconscious or that's my body saying, hey, we need to move into a calmer state. So I hum and it really puts me at ease. So if you love to hum and sing, great. If you don't, just start. And please stop the whole like, I don't have a great voice. Who fucking cares? It's not about anyone listening to you. It's about you taking care of you. And I truly believe that our voice our vibration is so healing to every cell so use it or lose it okay or don't it's all you okay the last thing i want to share that i just love so much one of my favorite things is um it's really good for your gut the fourth and final is being around dogs and animals are so good for your gut so if you have a dog or an animal whoa pat yourself on the back you are, your, your gut is healthier for it. Because here's the thing, we are meant to be exposed to lots and lots of bacteria and microorganisms every day. The world of living in this like sanitary and super clean environments is extremely detrimental to our guts, okay? Uh, it's been shown that people that are raised on farms versus people that are raised in concrete jungles. Are so much healthier and have much better and diverse microbiomes. So, the more exposure that you can get to animals, outdoors, dirt, microorganisms, and bacteria, the better. This is why, you know, this whole thing with COVID, staying home and closing out the world is so extremely dangerous to our immune systems, which is really interesting that that's what they wanted us to do to like wash our hands, wear masks. Stay indoors, not talk to anyone. Do you know how bad that is for your immune system? Super bad, okay? So the beautiful thing is animals bless us with lots of amazing and diverse bacteria. Uh, Not only from their microbiomes, but from the outside world. They bring it in. They bring it inside. That's why with my puppy, I'm always like putting my face in his face and I don't even care what he sniffed the day before. I try to just get all of that good stuff. I breathe it in. I smell him. And I swear I'm healthier for it. Obviously, there's a lot of reasons that dogs and animals make us happy because they are our friends. They bring us so much joy. But this is just an added benefit. Um, There was a study, and I can put this in the show notes, that showed that early life exposure to household pets has the capacity to reduce risk for for obesity and allergic and allergies, um, especially following a cesarean delivery. Now, my first was a cesarean delivery, my first son, I birthed via C-section. Um, he was breached. And I didn't understand that him not going through the vaginal canal was was basically um, very detrimental to him. He wasn't exposed to my bacteria, to my microbiome. Um, instead, he was exposed to the everyone else around us or the sterile environment or whatever else was in the hospital, um, which is... Re- such a bummer. I didn't know this, but it is what it is. So if you had a C-section too, don't, don't blame yourself. I don't, you know, this is why it's so great. My kid, Ryland, my eldest has dogs. He's outside, he's playing, you know, he's, I make sure that we get into nature and that we're always getting diverse bacteria and we're breathing the air of nature and fresh air and just playing in the dirt, like playing in the garden, just go put your hands in the dirt. Um, so, You know, these are just certain things that we can really do. So if you're considering getting that animal, do it. Do it. It's so good for your gut, and it's so good for your kids' guts. Awesome. Okay, well, that's what I have for you today. I'm so grateful that you listened all the way. Um, I hope some of these, anything that I shared with you, that you had a little uh aha or a little hmm, epiphany, follow that. Follow that. You don't have to take all this right and integrate it and implement it just take one thing one little thing maybe it's just taking three deep breaths before you eat maybe it's you know getting a dog i don't know maybe it's humming more in the shower right maybe it's you know stopping the ice water while you eat maybe it's instead of you know having a nice herbal tea if you have to have something to drink right it's just the little things that make the biggest difference but most of all find space and time for you to rest to be in your body and to breathe that is going to be the most beneficial thing you can ever do for anything for your health believe me i used to think it's all about food exercise right supplements and doing all the right things it's not it's mindset it's perspective it's getting into your body it's finding stillness it's breathing and it's being present that's the magic Then, when you're in that space, you'll know what to do. You connect to yourself. You communicate with your body. Your body communicates with you and you live in this harmonious state. That's how the universe works. That's how God works. We just get in our own way. So we're going to get out of our way. We're going to start making our mental, emotional, and physical health a priority above all else. Because how can we show up in the world if we're not who we're meant to be if we're always in fight or flight if we're frustrated and tired and fatigued fucking over it right i get there still you guys i still it's there's nowhere to go it's we're constantly learning and growing i just know now when i get there i need to go sit down i need to take about 15 minute meditation i need to just sit in my chair and breathe i need to put my feet on the ground i need to get outside and get some sunshine i need to go for a walk you'll know what to do so do that all right everyone That is it for today. We'll catch you on the next Hippie Moms podcast. I love you so much.